All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Hello, I am Tim McCarthy with 20 Tim Minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm Haley with Podcast uh, 27. Hell yeah. Good Hell yeah. good intro. <laughs> A couple us. I like it. Sorry. I like it. Oh my God, I'm nervous. I love our collaboration because it took us a while to set it up because yeah. we're both terrible with time. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy that we did this because I, th- this is like my second interview Hell that yeah. I've done. Yeah. And you've done a couple. This is your first video one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I did All one right. with like the Everything Show and then I have a few other ones lined up and like, yeah, so super cool. I love these collaborations because it's like when TV shows like have like crossover episodes. Yes, like Hannah Montana, The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. I guess. I don't know. I didn't watch that. I, <laughs> I forgot like, you're my, like sorry. Yeah, I'm like 35. I'm old. Yeah. How old are you again? <laughs> um I turned 28 this year. All right. So did you watch Step by Step and Family by Matters? Step. I did, yeah. Okay. So fun fact, the first episode of Step by Step was a crossover from Family Matters on TGIF. Mm. So Urkel had a jetpack flew through the roof and then he landed in Wisconsin with the Lamberts and that's oh. how they started it. And then Urkel did the Urkel dance. And then that's mm-hmm. when he, that was, and all bets were off. I guess I missed that episode. I like, it would come on at like five 30 in the morning and I would watch it with like the George Lopez show. And um, yeah. The George Lopez show. What a yeah. name drop. See, I, I watched CGI Friday on Friday, like Uh-oh. live. I was all about that life. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I was a nineties kid. All right. So before we stray off, uh, so Haley with podcast 27, explain your podcast a little bit to right. uh, the 20, 10 minute fans. <laughs> and then I'll do the same for the podcast 27. Fans. Cool. 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 So my podcast basically uh, came up. Um, I kind of got the idea. I was in speech and debate in high school and I did impromptu speaking. So I was like, I had to come up with a, um, a 10 minute speech based off of like, I pick a topic, have two minutes to make a, a speech or whatever. And I was like, that would be so cool for a podcast. Like just take everyone's ideas and um, pull it out of a hat and then start the podcast. And I've been doing that. I kind of go over like mental health. I talk about like random shit. Like, oh, am I allowed to cause? Yeah, you've heard my episodes, I hope. I'm always (laughs) Yes, yes. I didn't know if this was like a clean special. No, Um, no, no. The gloves are off. This is going to be rated R. Um, Yeah, so I talk about like, paranormal shit like hair stuff um i did like top five favorite fast food fries um more so like i try to connect mental health with everything because that's more so what i like deal with um but i'll i'll talk about anything i'll talk about anything and everything i'll listen to whatever anyone has to say i'll interview anyone so um the whole podcast is just random so yeah. Yeah. You, you freestyle a lot. And I think mm-hmm. I helped you with one episode because you were like, I don't know what to talk about. I'm like, yeah. talk about what's going on in your mental health. It doesn't have to be bad. Yeah. And I did a little update on my mental health situation at the time. I kind of took the past two weeks since I did the podcast with the everything show. Um, mm-hmm. I've just kind of been, I don't know, like MIA, like on Twitter and on the podcast. Like I haven't really been motivated or had a topic to talk about. I've just been kind of like down in my feels. So this is the first, um, or this is the, the next podcast that I've been. The, gl- the glow for. up. The glow up. And here we are. That side arm <laughs> emoji. I know I noticed when you were not pretty active on Twitter, I kind of noticed those things because I'm on my phone way too much. Yeah. I try to be better when I'm with my wife and everything, but still like you it's see hard. a phone blow up and I'm like, dude, I'm blowing up. 
going to get famous. This is it. And then it's like, <laughs> it's like I'm tagged in like 20 different tweets on oh Twitter. Oh my God. Is, yeah. Which is funny. We'll talk yeah. about that later, but yeah. all right. Awesome. I, um, yeah, I don't even know how we linked up, but it's awesome. We, yeah. I, I feel like we just kind of ran into each other, but you, um, um, found me on Twitter and that I, was when, cause you messaged me or whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. Like my first podcast interaction, let me go listen to the podcast. And that was before I got to know you. And, um, I started listening to your episodes and they're short. I usually listen to podcasts that are like two, three hours long. And for my commute for work, I was like, okay, let me just like plug this in and start listening to it. And then I found myself like wishing there was like more time in your podcast. And so, um, I remember Twitter was like the big, the big thing. So yeah, thanks for, um, like finding me. I'm glad that you found me and we found each other and stuff. So I found a bunch of random people and I just followed different podcasts to be like, you know what? I'll see what they're about. Try to take some tips and all that. But yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm Tim McCarthy for all the podcast 27 fans <laughs> out there. Hopefully you heard about me. Oh yeah. Um, for sure. I am 20 Tim minutes. Um, my podcast is roughly 20 minutes and it obviously always goes over, but your episode that we have exactly 20 minutes. Couldn't believe it on the button. It's I'm like so 20 proud. minutes in like one second. You did right? it. So ho- hopefully I did it. I made it. <laughs> and like you, I focus on mental health kind of main. That's like my main steez subject. I talk a lot about my personal stories. I'm very candid and open. I've been uh, described as like hanging out with a friend, which is like the nicest thing I've ever heard from multiple people. Yeah. It's like, oh, I feel like I'm talking to a friend where I can't reply. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm just, I, I'm talking normal, but my buddy, Jimmy just told me like a minute ago, he's like, I love your episodes because you explain it so easily. Like I was never good in high school, like C's and D's get degrees. Like that's how I got by. <laughs> I got by on my personality. So I dumb it down to my level. Like when I, when people are too smart for me, I'm like, Hey, explain like I'm five. Yeah. Like just explain it to me. So when I do it, I do so many analogies to make it easier for somebody else. And the reason I did 20 minutes is because I don't really listen to podcasts too much. I listen to a couple here and there, but uh, on the way to work, I can't really pump myself up with the podcast too much. So mm-hmm. I try to uh, do some music, but so I, then I realize I always put myself in other people's shoes. I'm like, if I feel like this, a lot of other people feel like this. And I think 20 minutes is a good segue to get people into podcasting. Yeah. Um, Cause it's easy and quick. But I've been having a lot of fun with it. When did you start yours? I started mine the end of December, kind of like that's when I set all my stuff up and did like my intro or whatever. But I I guess I like officially started it the beginning of January because I was like new year, new me, whatever, um, and started doing things that way. I don't have like a specific day that I put my podcast out or whatever. So, um, yeah, this the beginning of this year it was when I started. So. That's awesome. I was thinking about doing the podcast for like a year straight. And at the time, I actually didn't even know I was going to do mental health. I was just going to be like another bald, bearded white dude just (laughs) talking about nothing. So I took like a full year and I was like so second guessing myself because I feel I know you feel the same way that you're so anxious about how others perceive it. You won't do a good job. And then I wanted to get it situated perfectly. I wanted like a theme song. I wanted logos. I wanted a setup. So I wasn't going into it like stupid and not uh, doing it correctly. Yeah. And once I got everything situated, I think when I was feeling good, I was like, you know what? At 20 minutes, I can't really talk about a bunch of stuff at times. I'm like, if I just do my mental health, I was like, that would be kind of like different for people. I feel like. Yeah. Um, 
So I feel like, oh, sorry about that. And I've been, I've been having fun with it. I started in November, kind of just threw it out there. And I wish I put out more episodes at first because mm-hmm. I saw that because I, you listen to the first episode and some people might want more and they don't have it. Yeah. So I, so people that ask, like, if they have a suggestion, they're like, oh, do you have any suggestions on starting a podcast? I'm like, release like two or three episodes. Yeah. People get excited. Yeah. That's but, kind of like, I thought about when, so I started listening to podcasts it's 2021. Back in 2019, I started with My Favorite Murder because uh, I love true crime. And Sorry. I was, no, you're fine. I was on, um, I was on like this road trip to see my husband because he travels all the time for work. So I was like, yeah. let me just like put this on and start a podcast. And I immediately got hooked. I actually got, so I was listening to My Favorite Murder and I got so much anxiety from listening to the whole like killer situation that I got pulled over. I was speeding um, and I got pulled over and got a ticket for speeding. And um, throughout the past, I guess like you, the throughout the past year I was like it'd be really cool if I started like a podcast and a lot of people were like you're so entertaining like you should start like a YouTube channel or something and just talk about stuff and I was like no like no one's gonna watch that um and then my husband was like I think you should start a podcast like you love podcasts you should start making one of your own I was like I don't think anyone would listen to it um and so for Christmas he was like hey you've got recording stuff coming in the mail and I was like what do you mean? And so it came in, we set it up. I started making a few episodes and people were listening and I was like, Oh, that's so fucking awesome. Um, yeah, it's such a cool feeling. Yeah. And I definitely, I definitely want to do the whole like sticker thing and like, um, your stickers on my car on the side of my car. And like, I have one on my little water, um, tumbler that I use at work. So everyone can like ask about the stickers and stuff. Um, so I'm like, Oh, I want to do that. Like I just kind of jumped in without, thinking about those things. So I'm like a low key, uh, marketing type of guy. Like I should have went to school for that. So my first, um, like idea, and I told my wife about it, I was like, you know what? I should have someone different introduce my podcast every (laughs) week and not even like to, to obviously it helps out. So if I introduce, introduce somebody, they're going to share. So it's kind of instant advertising, which is great. But then again, I went in being like, I want to make sure it has to do something with mental health, positivity, fitness, all that stuff. Because I was thinking about it. I'm not big into true crime podcasts. And I'm like, (laughs) I don't need like uh, next litters podcast, like doing my intro because it just wouldn't fit. Like true crime isn't for me. Yeah. My wife loves it oh, and yeah. she watch like documentaries and she's like so into it. And I'm like, I feel like me I'm and like, your wife would get along so well. Oh, 100%. And she's so cute and her voice. Oh my God. When she did that intro for you and you did like the outtakes, I was like, this girl's so fucking cute. I feel like I could be friends with her. Yeah. She's super lovable. Everyone that meets her absolutely loves her. We're mm-hmm. a very good tandem when like we're out, people love our dynamic because yeah. I'm always like quote unquote yelling at her. <laughs> in front of, like she always says some slick shit back to me. I'm like, Hey, can I talk to you outside real quick? And people like, <laughs> people like hesitant. They're like, you guys serious? I'm like, God, no. I was like, she'll beat the shit out of me. <laughs> like, she's uh she's awesome. But she, yeah. that outtake, I knew right away. I was like, this is absolute gold. We were in this closet. It doesn't look big. Like I barely fit in it. So both of our asses were like inside and I yeah. was like losing it. And she just, <laughs> she got giggly for no reason. But I feel like, I feel like this is a good segue to our significant others yeah. with our mental health. So I think we should start off with our mental health and yeah. how, how it affects us. So I think we'll start with you. 
when did you realize you had possibly a mental health disorder? Um, and if you want to elaborate, like what are you diagnosed with? If you feel comfortable with that? Yeah. So I think middle school was when I realized that I had something going on. I was in eighth grade. So I was probably like 13 at the time. Um, eighth grade is when I started self-harming and there was a lot of stuff going at home. It pretty much comes from my relationship with my dad. Um, I was depressed all through high school. After high school, I was like severely depressed, suicidal. Anxiety didn't start for me until the past like couple years. Um, and then I finally went to my doctor and she diagnosed me with anxiety, depression, um, and an eating disorder, um, binge eating disorder and bulimia. And then recently I got diagnosed with bipolar disorder and I've been going. Yeah. Welcome to the, welcome we to the gang. Welcome <laughs> to the gang. Um, so, and I didn't actually, I don't know. My doctor was really upfront with me. She was like, the things that you're going through, it sounds like you're bipolar. And she was like, I'm going to get, uh, suggest a psychiatrist to you. And I cut off my psychiatrist recently because I don't think she really meshed with me well. So I'm going to find another one. But, um, after looking up all the like symptoms or like diagnosis and stuff, like it makes sense. Um, so yeah, I think I don't want to get it off track. I feel like my mind is all like, what's going on? Um, depression is we're the same way. Yeah. My mind is just like, what, what, what? Um, Mm -hmm. some people have asked if I'm like OCD, which I don't think that I am, but then other times I think that I might be. Um, but for the most part, anxiety runs my life. Depression comes in waves. It started off as seasonal depression. And then over time it became just depression. Um, we're the same person. Yeah. And I think like suicidal, I tell my husband this too, like suicidal thoughts are different than being suicidal because I do have intrusive suicidal thoughts sometimes. Um, but I would never act on them. It's just more of a, I don't want to exist, but I don't want to just end things. Um, it'd just be easier if I wasn't here and didn't have to deal with everything. Um, but yeah, so I guess it started when I was about 13. I'm 27 now. So it's been, it's been a, a long time. I guess that's 13 years. Yeah. That is a very long time. Yeah. What about you? So as like a, so as like, hold on, hold on. Tim, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Don't get, (laughs) don't get sassy. (laughs) I feel like when people first meet me, they they think I'm serious because I I have a a very sarcastic tone to serious things I say. Me too. Like I don't know if he's being serious. We are the same person. We really are. On our episode, I explained that me and you are, are like siblings. I'm like, oh, yeah. she's my bipolar sibling. <laughs> so a couple of questions. Are you, do you know if you're bipolar one or two? I don't I didn't know. know there was a difference at first. I yeah, didn't so know there I was a difference. Really, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think me and you have bipolar two. I think bipolar one is like you have manic episodes for like, like weeks. Yeah. Which I read. I think ours come in spurts. But as a 13 year old, did you know like what mental health was? Or are you just like, how did you know that you had, you were different? So I did. So my, um, my mental health, like idol is Demi Lovato. I know a lot of people give her a lot of shit for the things that she's gone through. But when I was in eighth grade, I was like watching camp rock and like listening to the Jonas brothers. And that was when she came out. And then, um, it wasn't too far after that, that pictures of her came out that she had been cutting herself. And so that immediately was something that I could relate to. And it wasn't with the whole eating disorder thing with her. It wasn't until later on that I could relate to that. But I knew um, because I was like on the internet a lot, I had a a good education of like what things were because I researched 
on things like myself a lot. Um, I knew what was going on with me, but my family more so was like, it's just life. Like just let go of it. It's not like it's going to get better, whatever. Um, so when I was that young, I knew that things were not good. I went to my counselor and talked to her about things, went to teachers and stuff. And like my family didn't take it seriously until I left the house when I was like 18. Um, so I knew from a young age that like things were different. And then through high school, I could relate to other friends. Um, I had a friend that started self-harming because I was self-harming and that made me feel really guilty. So it made things worse for me um, because I didn't want to be like this like self-harm, like idol or whatever, because I feel like a lot of times in entertainment, they glamorize that kind of thing and it's not fun. It's shouldn't be like that. But um, I knew for, I knew from a young age that like something definitely was wrong. So that's super interesting to learn that at such an early age. Funny enough that you bring up Demi Lovato and we've talked about this a couple of times is mm-hmm. my career in jujitsu. She is a jujitsu <laughs> practitioner. She is. And her newest, um, one of her latest videos, I love me. She does. She shows off her like talents and stuff and that. And it's crazy because she has really put all of her energy into herself as far as like her fitness and her health and stuff and seeing how strong that she's gotten over time is like, fucking insane like she's built as fuck and um i i'm like i want to do that like everything that she does i'm like i want to follow in her footsteps as far as like her growth and everything like because i feel like we've had similar journeys maybe not with like the same drugs or whatever but um just like the the whole mental health thing i'm like i want to be i want to be as strong as she is and get to where she is so it is cool to compare yourself or not compare, but to see like somebody famous kind of go through the same shit. Cause you're like, yeah. Oh, at, at first you're like, Oh, money and fame is great. Everyone is so happy. Then you're like, Nope. Uh, people are fucking depressed out there. They're still struggling. So yeah, straight up. And, and it, yeah, yeah. With, ju- with, with jujitsu, she's like a blue belt now. So it goes white, blue, purple, brown, black. So yeah. she's been putting in the work. That's yeah. not like easy. And a lot of like the jujitsu, like, um, practice like the people that practice it they kind of shit on the celebrities that that do it do you know um al bundy from married with children yeah he's been training for years he's a legit black belt oh shit ashton kutcher does it um keanu reeves does it of course keanu reeves fucking does it yeah paul (laughs) Paul walker did it he uh i don't think he had his black belt at the time but he, he got buried with his black belt which was uh which was super sad exactly what a stud she's all that yeah what a great flick. love that for what him. A great flick. Rest in peace. Exactly. So I feel like you kind of told my story too with <laughs> your bipolar. It was like the same thing. I didn't realize I had it until later in life. I think when I went to college, it, it definitely like grew because in middle school, I I just I always like making people laugh. I yeah. never really liked school. I like the social interactions of it, and I always love people and friends and putting all my energy into that. So middle school, I, I had fun. I, I did get, I, I used to get um, frustrated with not learning. I, I wouldn't say I had a learning disability, but it took me a little bit to get to that level because when I was a, a child, I had seizures. Yeah. Um, they don't know what caused them. So my speech was kind of late uh, from like other kids that age. I think I, I was like super young. Yeah. And the first word I learned was Nintendo. Cause I used to just play video games. Like that's what helped like my confidence. So like I have an article uh, that I had from like video games when I was like, 
I was like seven years old. I entered a video game competition for Nintendo and I mopped the floor with like against 30 people ranging from my age to like 40 years. that's like amazing I kicked, I kicked the shit out of everybody i won the title of nintendo friendo and i like Hell that's where yeah. my confidence started growing as a child yeah then in high school i realized i i had like kind of anger issues i would get like very frustrated when i didn't get things and i would just like get so mad and i remember one time i couldn't I couldn't do something correctly. My mom was trying to help me. And I was just like, fuck this. And like, I threw my book away and I was like, just didn't care. Yeah. And I was still in that zone of just making sure I was like with friends, like chasing girls, you know, just being a bro, you know, I'd be like that. <laughs> I was such a dude. I would go back in time and kick the shit out of myself oh, if I could. Me too. So then, then when I got to college, uh, I was in a different state. I went down to North Carolina from Massachusetts made a lot of good friends that I'm friends with now. I dropped out a year and a half in, but I'm still like really good friends with a bunch of kids I met from down there. Yeah. And it's so cool. But I remember getting on Prozac from like, mm. like the guidance people and I hated it. I was I on Prozac hated. too. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a weird thing. So then I ended up leaving because I was just so stressed out and I couldn't take it anymore. And just that type of shit. So I'm probably like early twenties, obviously when I got out of high school, I got out of college and then I think around like 2015, I really started just getting sad. I realized I would always tell people like, I don't care what people think about me, but deep down, I'm like, I just want everyone to like me. Yeah. I don't know why this person doesn't like me. And I would get super sad. And then I think with just everything going on, it was like, I didn't like getting older. Like, I'm like, holy shit, I'm 30. Now I'm like, holy shit, I'm 35. I'm like, where is the time going? And now you're 85. I know I'm getting so old <laughs> and I'm already short as it is. So like when I'm wicked old, I'm going to go from like five, seven to five, two with like a hunch. And just you don't look die. your age though. I definitely don't. People say that all the time. I think with like the beard, I have like lightning bolt grays on the side, which is like super weird. When I'm in, um, you know, the beauty industry, we call them wisdom lights instead of like, uh, you know, wisdom grays. lights. I like it. It just means you I, have a lot of wisdom out there. Have you dealt with this though? My hair grows downwards on this side, but on this side, it grows sideways. Yes. So one of my clients, actually, I have to shave a certain way when I do his beard lineup because one of them like flips out an opposite way and the other one just goes down. So that's pretty fun to work with. I just, I, I kind of taught myself how to shave because I also has, also had daddy issues growing up. <laughs> we love daddy Holler, issues. Yeah, daddy issues. Holler for daddy issues. Yeah, so my, so I have uh, three siblings. I have an older sister who's 45 and I'm 35. Mm -hmm. I have an older brother who's 41 and then a younger brother who's 25. Okay, so we both have a 10 year age gap and um, my sister is 16. She's about to be 17. So I'm the oldest, but you're the youngest. I'm like... No, I'm like second youngest. So oh, yeah, yeah, Who's 25. So the lo the youngest is 25. The oldest is That's 45. That's crazy. So bunch of different decades. Yeah. How old so are your parents? Had, uh, my mom is, I don't know. I never like <laughs> knew my mom's age because like I never, like I always learned like don't ask a woman her age. Okay. So like in my mind, my mom's still 40 years old, but I think right. she's, she's low 60s at this point. Oh, she's still young. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know. I feel yeah. so bad at I just, and then I like, at a young age, I always thought my mom's birthday was on Thanksgiving and I didn't know Thanksgiving was like an every Thursday at the end. So like <laughs> I would always wait till Thanksgiving for her birthday. And I was like, wait, oh Thanksgiving is like, uh, I know I'm so bad with birthdays and dates. Like I, history was my least favorite it's subject. Fine. I'm like, why do I have to learn about Hammurabi's code? I'm like, who gives a shit? <laughs> I'm like, eye for an eye. 
I hated it. So I'm trying to think, where was it? So I started getting more and more sad, getting older and getting frustrated, not knowing like what I want to do with my life, where I was going to live. And then I met Lindsay and that was really good. We met 12 years ago and then she, she saw me like progressively not get worse, but we had a lot of fun, but like the past, like three to five years, I would say is when I started realizing I was getting bad, Yeah. but I didn't really start getting help till like 2018 where I like, I grew the beard out. I just didn't care. I was just like letting myself go. I'd be in bed for days over nothing. And then I just felt like I was a baby. Yeah. Um, and I, like, again, in high school, I felt like I was different in a way, but I never vocalized it to people. I just thought like, hormones in high school like everyone deals with this yeah i don't compare anything to anybody else so fast forward to 2018 it was just really bad and i went through a bunch of different therapists so i went to my primary who's like this old old doctor who like talked to me like i was a smart and i would like go like cross-eyed listening (laughs) to him so he put me on a bunch of different meds i think one of them i i forget what it was selexa i think that was it and it would make me super positive, but I'd be on the couch. Like I didn't want to do anything. My body was depressed, but my mind was like, everything's great. This couch is so comfortable, but I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Yeah. So I got off that and he was just kind of like loosely prescribing me meds and I just didn't enjoy it. So then I switched uh, doctors because uh, Lindsay switched uh, doctors as well. And so what happened was I was super depressed, like almost to the point where I almost had to check myself into the ER. Yeah. Like that's how bad I got. Definitely had like ideas of suicide. Like I'm the same way. I'm like, you know what? I Hopefully my car just breaks down and I just fly off the side of the road or yeah. like a piano drops on my head. Like <laughs> just ridiculous because I'm like so morbid, but I joke about it. Yeah. Because again, I have like such a sarcastic, serious thing. So people don't know when I'm serious on it. And I, sometimes I am serious, Yeah. but people don't know. They think I'm joking because I always like making people laugh. I'm like, I love being the center of attention. Yeah. So I went in there and, uh, oh, let me back up a little bit. So I tried getting therapy before that with the, with the old doctor. So I went to so many different people. I went to one lady who was like, it was like the pediatrics of, uh, therapy. Like I went Mm -hmm. in there, there's like a game of like connect four and sorry. And I'm like talking to her. And then I went like two to three times and I had to tell the same stories over and over. Yeah. And I was like, she's not paying attention. Then the next lady I found was at like a farm. Like I went into a house and it was like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house. There was like baby heads hanging. There was like books opening on their own. I was like freaked out and it smelled like cat pee in there. So I was like, I got to get out of here. So I gave up because I was getting so frustrated and in 2018, 2019 is when I had, I was at my wits end and I went to the nurse practitioner cause I never really saw my doctor and she was like, all right, I'm going to get you some help today. And it's unbelievable. And you, you can probably attest to this is getting help for mental health is insane. It's yeah. a long road. Like yeah. it's not an instant thing. People tell us to talk about it and you can't get help right away. She, for an hour, she called so many different places and they're all like six month wait, six yeah. month wait. I'm like, I don't know why I have that type of time. I'm yeah, like, I I'm need like, to get something. I don't know if I'm going to last that long. I know. And so I always get them confused. Psychologists and psychiatrists, what is the difference? One of them prescribes you meds, but I mm-hmm. forget which one's which. The psychiatrist is the one that um, prescribes you meds and the psychologist is like a, the therapist. So. so they got me a psychologist and it was this old guy, Ron. He rocked. Ron he Weasley. No, 
Ronald, oh, dude, we just me and me and my wife just watched Harry Potter this past year yes. for the first time. Oh, we made it. Oh yeah, we made I have it. A Harry until Potter the la- tattoo. What does it say? It says Expecto Patronum, and it has to do with mental health. But I'll let you. I'll let you go oh, on your well, thing. You're a nerd. Well, I have a Star Wars tattoo. So we're, both, we're both nerds. We're both so, nerds. Yeah. Ronald Weasley. Like they would always like shit on that dude. And I loved it, but we made it to the last two, but then they got taken off HBO. So we uh, haven't finished it yet. We got to the final two. Oh my God. You have to finish it. Yeah, Did I you know. read the books? We, I can't read dude. <laughs> okay. I, again, C's and D's get degrees, man. I, I, right. I can, I can say the words, but I can't retain it. Yeah. Like it's so, it's so bad. Yeah. You now, gotta finish it. I, I know. I have to now. <laughs> I love getting sidetracked. I don't have my whiteboard to keep me in. Oh, yeah, way to sorry. Off. I know. I love it. I love it. So, oh, no, Ron. Ronald Weasley. So he had Velcro sneakers. He was awesome. He was his old timer. And I was probably with him for like six months. And he's like, hey, uh, I'm retiring and moving to California. I was like, Ron. What the what fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> and I had an old lady that prescribed me meds. So I had him and then I had a lady that prescribed me meds. But she wasn't a psychiatrist. I think she was like not a nurse practitioner like a general practitioner maybe yes so she prescribed me meds and she put me on lamictal for a mood stabilizer which i explained is like uh the beep beep machines when you're on life support Mm -hmm. and like it'd be like high and low so it caps me off so it doesn't get as high and low which it definitely helps and i got added to uh, adhd uh, extended release because i have really bad adhd yeah so they left and I switched doctors and then I went to another psychologist and I think she's like younger than me and uh, <laughs> she is a saint and I love her and she's been with me for like a year plus and I was diagnosed with um, manic depressive bipolar two anxiety, depression. And it's funny that you brought up the OCD thing because I asked my therapist about that recently and I thought I had it, but she was like explaining what exactly it is and, and it wasn't. Yeah. So sometimes looking up online is like the the worst thing you can do. And I was going to suggest that to you. Yeah. That sometimes it's like going to WebMD and you're like, I got cancer. I'm dying tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's (laughs) the day. I'm out of here. So she's been a huge help with me. And we talk all the time. She just said she had to cancel her appointment because she's going on vacation. I go, oh, thanks. Can you make sure you get me a T-shirt that says my therapist went on vacation? And all I got was this (laughs) lousy T-shirt. And she was like, she was like, I definitely will. And it's been going great. And in 2019, when I, I linked up with her around uh, like 2018, I linked up with her in November. And she like just recently was like, Tim, she's like, I'm so proud of you. Like, do you ever sit there and just realize how far you've come? And I didn't. Mm-hmm. And I just started crying Aww. like a baby, like so bad. And it was cool to see her like realize that because I told you, like, you were like, I don't want to talk to my therapist today. And I'm like, sometimes they just give you a different perspective because your mind isn't working that well. You yeah. like, like you probably think the same way. It's like, I'm already thinking what she's going to say. Because mm-hmm. I know I feel like we put ourselves in other people's thoughts all the time. And it was just like a good feeling. And she and she does that. And I'm glad that I finally found somebody. So hopefully you find somebody soon enough yeah. um, that works with you. Um, but it's funny. Um, yeah, it is funny. So. I've been doing good myself. How you been doing overall? I've been doing okay. Um, the past couple of days have have been more of like my low days. I stopped taking my medication about a month ago because my psychiatrist, like my therapist. Okay, so here's the thing. 
My therapist works with the psychiatrist. Go off, queen, go off. <laughs> go off. Um, my therapist has, she works in a place where she also has a psychiatrist and um, they work together. And my therapist was like, I just don't think that your psychiatrist diagnosed you with the correct medication. And um, I was taking Abilify and Gabapentin and I was, it was just not good. Um, so I cut things off with my psychiatrist. I canceled my appointment. I stopped taking the medication about a month ago. And with my therapist, I told her like, sorry, go ahead. No, did you cancel with her? Did you call her and cancel? Did you just, you just ghosted her. Cause I've, I ghosted the last people. <laughs> well, the I people told her, I okay. So I told her that I like, couldn't make the appointment and that I would reschedule it another time. But in reality, I'm just not going to reschedule, which sounds really bad, but like, I, they probably, you know, have that. I did the same shit. I did the same shit. And she called me for like weeks. I just never answered. Yeah. I, go, oh, I don't know what she needs. That's probably, and I don't know if she's going to call me back, but I'm like, I just, whatever I was on was just not working. I was, I've been on Prozac for years and that's really? the only thing that I've known. And it did help for a long time. It helped with my anxiety and my eating disorder. And then over time it stopped working. And that's when my general practitioner was like, I think you need to see a psychiatrist and get this stuff figured out. And so that's when I found a psychiatrist. I started the medication and it just like was not, it did good for like a week. And then after that, it was like all downhill. I was tired during the day. I couldn't sleep at night. If I was tired and I was trying to go to sleep, I could not fall asleep. Um, and then I just kept having like manic episodes and it was just too much for me to even bear. Like I can handle a lot of things, but I just felt like I was crawling out of my skin. Like I would needed to check in somewhere. I had thought about going to um, like a local mental health institute because I just couldn't sit with my body and be fine. And um, yeah, so like over time, I forgot where this was going, but over time, um, <laughs> <laughs> over the like past month, I'm like without medication right now, I'm finally starting to feel or like see how my brain is on its own. And for the most part, I've been doing really well, but I've, I want to note that I've also been making actual changes in my diet, drinking a lot of water, doing more exercise. Um, and I've also been using grounding techniques that my therapist has given me. And so that's helped a lot. Whereas before I, I told myself like, yeah, I'm doing everything that my doctor is saying to do. When in reality I was half-assing it. And so now I'm putting all of my full effort into it. And the past couple of days have been really, really low days for me. Um, but I had to tell myself like, this is only temporary. Your therapist told you that these days would come. And when they come, you just have to, you know, ground yourself, think about the days that are coming. And it really helped. And today was a better, I, slept for like the majority of the day. Um, but love a good sleep. Yeah. I like have not been getting good sleep. And so today I was like, you need to get a solid, solid sleep. in. so, um, things recently, things have been going pretty well for the most part, other than the past couple of days have been pretty low, but, um, I'm starting to feel on the up now. So I'm not sure in the future, Thank you. Applause, applause, yeah. applause. Um, I'm going to see my therapist. She just moved location. So I'm going to see her in the next week or so. And, um, she's the one that kind of told me like, maybe give yourself a break from medication and see where your brain is at. Um, so I'm just going to see like what's going on. If I need to go back on medication, I don't want to go back on what I was on. Um, the Prozac worked for me for a good bit, but I don't know that it's kind of up in the air. 
you kind of have to be adamant sometimes. Like, yeah. like you like, I, I know what you think is right, but I'm, I'm telling you right now, like if I keep on this, I'm going to lose my mind. I yeah. was on Ativan for a bit and that worked great. But then Ativan is like notorious for, if you take it so much, it stops working. Mm-hmm. And I would like have these like anxiety moments where I started going to the gym for jujitsu. And I was just so like, so worried about making new friends. I'm like, ones if they don't like me, ones if I'm not good at this, ones if I throw up because I'm not healthy enough. <laughs> and I would pop like three of those before I went in. Oh my God. And they made you, they made you kind of drowsy too. So I was just like, Hey, what's up? That's fine. Um, yeah. And then I was on Xanax for a little while, mm-hmm. which uh, if you take too much of that, woo-wee. so I took a um, half a bar of Xanax one time recreationally. I had like smoked a blunt with it as well. Um, and I ended up blacking out for like 14 hours. And that was, I was like, I'm never taking Xanax again. That was the worst experience. And then my general practitioner prescribed me Xanax for anxiety, but she gave me the lowest dosage of it. Um, and it actually like helped really well, but I was like, I'm not going to get it refilled cause I know myself and I think I'll abuse it if I have too much access to it. Um, so I think I'm going to get it refilled again soon. Um, but she gave me like whatever the minimal dosage of it is, is what she gave me. Um, and it, it really helped like a lot. So I don't know. Maybe we'll take it again yeah. in the future. Yeah. I was on point fives for a bit and, uh, those make you super drowsy. Mm-hmm. Those will get you to sleep well. And then when they put me on uh, Adderall, they were like, no, you can't be on both. And I was like, mm. Mm, why not? It was, I know. I need. I was like, I need the sleeps. <laughs> so the Adderall XR is like driving me nuts. Like it works so well, but it keeps me up for too long. So yeah. again, my sleep isn't too well either. Yeah. I My spirit animal is that of a house cat where I'll sleep <laughs> for like 20 minutes and like a noise will scare me and I'll just like run away. Yeah. Um, and so, um, I have to talk to my guy soon, but he just went on vacation too. So I got a refill and I was like, I need changes soon, but yeah. I'm, I'm dealing with it. I've also had like up and down days myself and, uh, more up days than down days, but there's times I'm just like, just roll my eyes heavy. I don't care about anything. And it's funny that you said like this, you have to think about the good days ahead. I, I know that in my head, but at the time I go, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Today is today, today. This hour is this hour. Who knows if I'm going to get to that? Not because I have like those types of thoughts, but just because I'm like, I, again, a piano can drop on my head tomorrow. And yeah. And, I, and you just got to live. You got to live in the moment. Yeah. Yolo, bro, bro. And like, I don't know if you think about these things, but I think about like in the event that I get in a car accident or something, or I go under a bridge and something falls on top of me. Like, I'm thinking in the moment, like, how am I going to handle that? Is everything going to go slow motion or am I just going to die like quickly and it's not going to hurt? Or, um, I think about those things and I'm like, at least other people will know when I died, like it wasn't a, a, a slow death or whatever. Um, or like if I drove my car off a bridge, which I think about those things a lot. And I'm like, if I drove my car off of a bridge and then I'm in water, like I'm having a fucking hell of a time. Like that's not going to be good. Yeah. So, it's a double whammy. Yeah. I get scared because I don't like pain. So I would be like so pissed if I like had to like suffer. Yeah. But I think about like random ass shit and it's like I'm driving and I'm eating like a candy bar. I'm like, when's if I just choked? Yeah. What would I do? Yeah. I'm like, do I just get out of the car and just wave my hands? But then like a car hits me like final destination. Oh my God. Then it gets passed on to somebody else. Like, I don't need that. I don't need that on my conscience. Yeah. And I get super nervous like that. Even like on plane rides, I'm like, you know what? 
if this plane went down, I'd be fine. But in reality, I probably wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like, cause usually when I go on a plane, I've been drinking before, like, cause I get nervous about flying. Um, I didn't fly until I was 21. So I like, cause I remember nine 11, like it was yesterday. And I always think like, oh, yeah. this is the day. And so I'll have like a beer or two before. And then I'm like on the plane, like, yeah, if anything were to happen, like, it'd be smooth. Like I wouldn't even care or like I would yeah. care, but like nothing, I wouldn't get hurt or whatever. I just like die quickly. My, my biggest thought is like, what song would I put onto my headphones? Just going down. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, do I put on Foo Fight as there goes my heroes and just like oh. air guitar on the way down? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's what I think about. People yeah. are probably like, you two are fucking crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? We gotta, our crazy's got to stick together. Yeah. It's, like, it's so comforting to talk to someone like you to, to realize you're in the same boat because it is tough. And I think with my, with my podcast, I've had a lot of people reach out to me and like talk about their problems. Yeah, It is, it is super nice, but I'm like afraid like it could get overbearing sometimes because I don't, I don't want to say the wrong thing to somebody and I have to be like self-conscious of like, this works for me and it might not, uh, work, it might for not work for you. Yeah. So I might yeah. just copy and paste a PSA yeah. after every conversation and just put it on there and like, be like, these are my thoughts. I'm, this is, I'm me. not liable if something happens, but yeah. it, it is comforting to, to share. It's like misery loves company. Even yeah. if it's like, we're laughing through it. And uh, so I thank you for opening up. Yeah. To no, thank you. <laughs> the life, you know, I Dude. thank you too, because you've been super supportive and super helpful. And, um, like you're just like checking up if I like make a weird tweet or whatever and like, Hey, like, how are you doing? Like, how are things? Yeah. So, cause I'm the same way that people always say, it's like, Oh, uh, if you need anything, just reach out. But us are like, I'm not going to reach out. I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm sad <laughs> if I call like, Hey, I'm sad over nothing. Can yeah. you just help me out? And I'll be like, what? Cause like, what are they like, going to do? I, like, nothing yeah absolutely nothing and it's sad because they do want to help but like they don't know what what to do or say yeah and so i think like that's oh sorry go ahead no 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 you go ladies um, ladies 10th that kind of links back into what we were talking about with our spouses um because i feel like yeah i wanted to go i wanted to go on that next, yeah so yeah perfect um, segue like with me and my husband that was sort of 2016 was a really rough year for both of us. My mental health was at an all time low. I was in beauty school and I feel like anyone in beauty school, all that's their year of like the worst time ever. Um, and I, we just had such a hard time. We broke up twice. Um, it was because like my mental health was so bad and we, we just could not learn how to help each other. And I think that he was trying to help me in ways that he thought was helping me, but in my mind, those ways weren't helping me. And so we had to come to like this conclusion of like, we have to learn each other's love languages and help languages to be able to come to the same page because people want to help you, but they think that what they're doing is the, the best way for you. When in reality, like you need certain things, but you can't express them to people. If that makes sense. Like I, when I'm lonely, I say like, Oh, I'm so lonely. Like I do need attention. I crave attention and stuff, but like, I just don't know, like, I don't want to be sitting with my friends. Like sometimes my friends will be like, well, I can come over and sit with you and we can just read books or we can just sit in silence. And I'm like, I don't even have the mental capacity to sit with you in a room and not talk about anything. Like I don't have that in me to just be with another human. I just need to be in my loneliness or my feels right then. And so people, mm -hmm. they give you the attention that they think that you need, but it's not what you need. And that was something that me and my husband like had to come to like this, like 
light with of like, oh, I'm trying to help you, but it's not working you because you need something different and I'm not listening to you. And like, so you just tell me what you need and now I'll finally, you know, help you in that way, if that makes sense. How long have you guys been together and how long you guys been married? So we've been together since 2014 and we've been married for almost two years. So we've been together for like almost seven years, married for almost two years. Awesome. Yeah. Me and my wife have been together for 12 years, which I just learned about on Facebook. And I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? And nice. <laughs> and we've been married since 2015. So yeah. six years coming up in May. May yeah. Shit, May 9th. Oh man. <laughs> you, you better remember. <laughs> I would have edited this part out. I actually got our um, wedding anniversary wrong the other day. I said July 31st and it was July 21st because I was talking to someone that is getting married on the 30th. And I was like, mm. oh, our anniversary is the 31st. And Drew was like, it's the 21st. Like, don't fucking forget that. Right. And I was like, fuck. Mm -hmm. like, and it was the day that um, my grandfather died, which is why we got married on that date because he was really important to me and stuff. And I was like, fuck. Like, oh, how could I forget that? God, I forgot his death today. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so similar like uh, instances with me and my wife. Um, she saw me get bad. Like I would just get frustrated, angry, and she wanted to fix me right away. And then yeah. it took a while for her to learn because she realized it wasn't working. And she took it upon herself to like read articles. And like she went on like Facebook support groups, which like pretty much made me cry because mm. it, it was like, you didn't, I, I thought she like didn't care. And then I realized she, she cared because I was so manic and depressed. I was yeah. like, she doesn't give a fuck. Like, ah. like we never broke up. And like, obviously we wanted to kill each other at certain times, but yeah, I think I explained it like, I'm like Cyclops where like, I, do you know X-Men? Yeah. Okay. Cyclops are like, I would have the beam in front of me mm -hmm. and whoever got in that way when I was like, fucking fuck everything. Yeah. You would get it. Like I always compared myself to like the incredible Hulk or like Bruce Banner just is like, yeah. And I just freak out. Like I'm not smashing shit, but I'm like not even making sense. I'm like, rah, rah, yeah. fucking <laughs> losing my shit. So she lets me fizzle out and uh, that definitely helps me out. Uh, sometimes I'll sucker her into like rubbing my back and that helps me out. I'm like, oh, yeah, give me a massage. That. Like, yeah. Yeah. So she's really good. And then it was tough for me too. Cause I was in such a bad place. And then her sister passed away from uh, cystic fibrosis. So like she needed time to uh, like mourn. And I wasn't ready to handle that. Even though I tried my best, I would never fault her for the feeling the way she did, but like, I'm trying to help her as I'm trying to help myself. It's hard. And it was just like, it was just like different, like, things going through, but we're such at a good place now because she's so supportful and, um, supportful, supportive, <laughs> supportful, a real, I word? wasn't going to say anything, uh, but Dude. I, I don't think that's a word, but it's if fine. Anyone, if anyone that hasn't listened to my podcast, that's listening to this now. If you listen to every episode, there's one word I can't pronounce <laughs> and it's unbelievable. Again, season D's get degrees. Yeah. And, but like, we'll still like have our like problems, like any other married couple. Right. And there's like a thing that uh, I hate is like saying, yup. Mm -hmm. I don't like when people say, yup. And I told her that, but when I'm like mad spiteful, I'll hit her with that. She's like, you told me you hate that. Why are you doing <laughs> that? Like, I know I'm using it against yeah. you. <laughs> I'm being so manipulative and going to drive you crazy. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes I'll just pout and go upstairs and like go to bed. And I feel yeah. like something like that happens. So I don't take it out on her because I don't want to. And then like the next day I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did that. I think and that's the same like, way. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. 
No, no, no. I was like, that was, that was it. Your oh, turn. Okay. Volley, I was waiting ball. to see what she was like. So, um, yeah, with Drew, like, I feel like, cause he's gone about 90% of the time cause he travels so much for work. And like when he's home, if I'm like in a mood, video games are his go-to, which he like, he does for the stress relief regardless. But, um, if it ever comes to like a part or a point where we're like, can't get on the same page because my mental health is like not good we'll watch netflix or something or if i'm like really really like not being hostile but just being like i just can't be around anyone right now like i just need to be in my own like i just need to be mad or i just need to be upset or whatever then like video games are where he'll go to and like which is fine because i know like i wouldn't want to be around myself if i'm like that so yeah, she, um, it's funny because I'm like the opposite. I'll stop playing video games and I'll get like pissed because like, I, again, I used to be a Nintendo friendo and all these new games are too complicated for me. I'm like, yeah. fuck. And then she like, <laughs> wa- she always like walks right in front of the TV and doesn't care. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, get the fuck out of the way about yeah. the score. She's like, shut the fuck up. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um. So her, I think her thing is like, she'll kind of just go watch her shows and, and get away. Um. But we do have a lot of fun together. We play games. Uh, Rummy 500 uh, gets pretty, pretty hot and heavy. Yeah. Um, with with some yelling at each other. <laughs> play two different ways, and she thinks I, I play the immoral way. Have you ever played Rummy 500? No. Dude, that is a game that will almost come to blows with. Uh, it's like you got to match sets and cards. It's pretty easy once you learn it. It's a yeah. fun game when you play with a bunch of people. But I love being the bad guy in video and games. Because I make it exciting and people think I take games too seriously, which yeah. I might, which is okay. But you need a guy like me in, in games, board games, everything, because yeah. I make it exciting. I want to yeah. get into it. So I'm the bad guy, which I, I live up and I'm like, I don't care. I'll like, I'll do anything to, to win. And video games, board games, I'm, I'm, I'm out for throats. Yeah. I'm going to, I'll do anything I can to win. Yeah. I, I'm the same way with like, online or like tv stuff where i'm like jeopardy like when i am in a mood i'm like we need to sit down and watch jeopardy or we need to watch like wheel of fortune or something and then i'm like i'm going to that's my wife she loves wheel of fortune she like has to watch it every night and i gotta like back up yeah and she's really good that and supermarket sweep she's awesome i love supermarket sweep so much i want to be on a game show so bad we should all get on it because you're on a game show right yeah, I was I was actually on two game shows. I was what on this fuck? game show called Let's Ask America in like 2012, which yeah. no one knows about. It was played in like the Midwest. I didn't even see my episode. There's like really? one clip on YouTube. Yeah. So there's four people and it's like a Skype game and I got eliminated first and I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? You deserve so better. There's like a, yeah. So there's an X number of years or months that you can be on another game show because if like next week I was on another game show, they're like, this kid's a plant. Like oh, there's yeah. no way he's doing it. So I was on match game with uh, Alec Baldwin and six no celebrities. Yeah. Which was like uh, Jason Alexander from Seinfeld, uh, Fluffy, Gabriel Iglesias, uh, Constance Zimmer, who I loved yeah. and like Bubba Watson, who's a golfer. And I just ran through the whole game show and I won and I won $25,000. That's fucking just, insane. Yeah. So if you watch season three, episode 15, you'll see your boy. Your boy. And that was like, and that was like one of like the most out of body experiences I've ever had. I made sure to stay grounded. Yeah. And I was like, dude, take this all in. Take yeah. this all in. So when I got there, you had to bring a bunch of different clothes and they didn't like any of them. And I was like, fuck. So wow. they gave me, so the shirt I'm wearing isn't even my shirt. What? And, 
And then after I won, they're like, is that our shirt or yours? And I so wanted to be like, it's mine. But uh, I was so nervous that they would like not give me the money because like yeah. I didn't really read the contract. Oh like I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about it. Yeah. And um, and I couldn't tell anybody. The only person I could tell was my wife. And the episode didn't get aired to like next August. And I filmed it in like June. Damn. So I'm like, people would be like, did you win? I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. And then if they pushed me too far, I would just say I lost. Yeah. So that was a good surprise, but it was a good, it was a good um, experience. And it was funny. I got a lot of signs uh, when I was getting ready to play the game and I was the last one to play. And me and my, me and Lindsay's unofficial wedding song, Shaka Khan, Ain't Nobody came on mm -hmm. and I go, this is a good sign. And then the girl I went up against had purple dyed hair and purple pants and purple is the color for cystic fibrosis. Yeah. So I felt Aww. like Lindsay's, Lindsay's like uh, sister was there with me. Yeah. I just had all these good feelings. I'm like, dude, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to you're gonna fucking wreck fucking shit. Win. And I did. And the last question was uh blank code. What would you say for blank code? What I don't like what comes to mind when I think of Blanco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we like the round before that, it was like Michelle Blank. Like who would you say for Michelle Blank for a top answer? Michelle like first Obama. Name that comes, yep, that was number one. <gasps> oh so, no way. And, so they always tell you to think different answers. So Michelle Pfeiffer came to my head. Nice. And the celebrities gave me suggestions. So I was like hundred percent Michelle Obama. But the last question I had to match exactly and it was blank code. What would you say for blank code? I have no idea. I have nothing. So I initially thought bro code and oh. i go no way jason alexander costanza is thinking bro code yeah so then i thought about my job and i work in like the police like like emergency level i don't really talk about my job yeah so like in my head i'm like he's probably thinking about my job i was like morse code i was like oh. i've never i've never done morse code and i said that and he, we matched it and then come to find out when I like finally won people like, Oh, I thought zip code and area code. I go, I am so glad I did not think of either of those words. I would have, I would have went back and forth. Yeah. Oh, my zip code, my area code. So I never thought of it, that. And I just feel like uh, it was like such a, like a thing that was supposed to happen. That's amazing. It was, really, it was a really good experience, but yeah, if we got on supermarket sweep, that would be awesome. Hell yeah. Uh, I would be the guy that would just run up and down the aisles. I'm Me. like, what the fuck is it? Yes. Just grabbing turkeys and like, <laughs> and like a bunch of like eye drops. Cause like those are low key kind of expensive. Lindsay yeah. always says that she needs to go right for the turkeys and the medicine. I go, all right. Yeah. So we, so the person that uh, recruited me for um, match game, I've been talking to her. I'm like, Hey, let me know when that opens up. She's like, Oh, I know the lady that kind of does it. So that's amazing. Gotta, what would your team name be? Uh, okay. So this is really embarrassing, but it's the team name that we use for trivia, like everywhere that we go and it's the boo cockies. So like kind of like boo and then khakis, but it's pronounced Dude, boo khakis. That's wicked. That's wicked funny. So my old manager, we went to trivia night all the time and we were called boo cocky solo. <laughs> <laughs> so that was our team. I always loved hearing it, but now I use uh, the first name Dixon, D-I-X-O-N and then cider. C-I-D-E-R, so Dixon Cider. <laughs> so that's a really good one. That's a good, I love that. That's a good, that's a good alter ego <laughs> to have for uh, Trivia Night if anyone wants to use that. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, you definitely got to get on a um, a game show. So if you ever yeah. apply for one, turn yourself up to an 11. Like, Hell be yeah. super random. You just got to be over the top. Like, don't even think about it. Don't feel embarrassed. Just, like, throw it. Throw yourself just in there. Just fucking like, do it. 
be different when they ask you what you want to do with your money. Think of something crazy. Everyone says a trip. Everyone says bills. Everyone says student loans. Don't say that. Yeah. Like, say something nuts. Like, so I, I did a deep dive into that. Yeah. And, uh, and then just, I was on there. That's I so just, fucking I did, cool. I, oh my God. It is. It, again, it's going to be a thing. And and the game winning card he signed and I still have it. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So it was really cool. And I have the episode downloaded. It used to be on Hulu, but they took it down. I was like, damn, they damn. should keep that shit up. Yeah. So, I, so you have to like buy it. And I think they took the apps, the episode down itself. So you have to buy like the whole season. I'm like, that's fucking oh, whack. That's dumb. So it's bootleg. It's wicked bootleg. Um, but yeah, I feel like our uh, I feel like our spouse is like the same person. I feel like yeah. we would have a great double date. Oh yeah, for sure. And I was thinking Talking about that with- the other day. I was like, because I want to make a trip up to Salem really bad, and I was like, oh, if we ever go up to Salem, like we should try to see like Tim and his wife, or like you know, get together or something. I think we'd have a really good time. So you're a spooky bitch. You like all that that stuff. You like I'm the, a spooky uh, bitch. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I love those <laughs> shirts. It was. Um, Oh, what did it say? There was a shirt that was just like, so like, oh man, it was so tacky. It was like, went to Salem and I got stoned. You know what I mean? Like, cause you got stoned, blah, blah, blah. I want. So stupid. I yeah, want you'll get like some that. stupid shirt. <laughs> so we adopted our cat, um, like the town over from Salem. We went up there to Salem and we, uh, our cat just passed away. We had a three-legged black cat, uh, Shifty. We had oh. to put down. So we went to the shelter and I go, if there is a Persian cat in there, we're getting them. Yeah. And lo and behold, there was a Persian cat. It was meant we to be. Saved, we saved him from a crazy cat lady that was like, I want Leo. And we're like, nope, we're getting that cat. <laughs> and then they then they tricked us, I think. And they were like, well, he can't go home by himself because he's like special. He's like special mm-hmm. needs a little bit, which he kind of is. So they made us take a second cat with them. Of course. And I didn't and I didn't want her. And she's like my best friend. Aww. She like lays all my clothes, lays all over me, lets me pick her up. Like she's legit like my best friend. Yeah. And, uh, and then, oh yeah. Also with pets, you have a German shepherd too. Talk about your German. Yeah. My German shepherd river. She turned one on Valentine's day. Um, she's my service dog. So she pretty much goes everywhere with me except for work. Um, she could go to work with me, but right now she's in heat. So she's, we're just kind of keeping her on the DL because we don't want her to get all frisky. Um, but she's, she's amazing. She has so much energy. She's really smart. She's really sneaky. She's really curious. She has so much energy all the time. Um, we got her at about 12 weeks and, um, she's just grown so, so much. She, she's an angel. I don't know. I didn't grow up with pets really. Like we had a couple small dogs that were like my siblings and like not, not a crazy experience, but this is my first actual experience, like having my own pet. Um, so I didn't really know what I was signing up for, but I'm glad that I did. I don't, I can't imagine a life without her. So, and you have my dog. Yeah. Yeah. We have a German shepherd too. He failed as a police dog. And, uh, so he, his parents were like straight up show dogs. It was like Van Vieter schnitzel and stuff. He's a beautiful German shepherd. Yeah. So, so some woman adopted him in New Jersey, but then she needed to get rid of him because she had a kid and stuff. And then my friend who was like a state trooper who like saves dogs was like, anyone want this dog? And like, she's kind of like part of like a big Facebook following and stuff. So I messaged her. She's like, I would rather give him to you yeah, than somebody else. So we got him. His name was originally Oakley. And we were like, that's a whack ass name. So his name's Charles Barkley. Oh. So he's just Charles. That's and so uh, 
the bad thing was is we got him trained early on but that was we moved in 2017 the same day we moved in we had a dog which was super tough yeah and we were trying to train him but then 2018 2019 was when i was like super depressed and my wife didn't really have much um time so like he is trained to the most part but we could have got him a little bit better yeah he listens to us really well he suckers my wife but he listens to me like i'm the alpha dog in the house and i was always like i would be super manic i'm like we gotta get a second dog and Lindsay was like no like with where your mental health is is like no way yeah so then one day i saw my second dog that we have now fanny who was originally named iris because mm-hmm. she is completely blind. She has a missing eye. Oh, yeah. and a zomb- She has a zombie eye. And um, I go, Linz, we got to get this dog. I'm like, we have to get it. And we met her and we fell in love with her. And Charles would get, not sad, but he'd get lonely. Like he would be like, they're very characteristic and like charisma and very mm-hmm. emotional. Like he would like look out the window and be like, hmm. that's what River like, does. <laughs> yeah. So like, he didn't really have a lot of like interactions with other dogs and like seemed like he was getting bored because you know, German shepherds need tasks and need things mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. So ever since we got her, we brought her with over to the house with uh, the two, uh, um, what is it? The uh, foster families. And she was out there and we we're like, all right, Charles is very in your face. He's like the, I'm not touching you kid at the park. Like mm-hmm. he's super annoying. Yeah. He, bombs down the stairs and we keep a collar on him but we don't shock him we we buzz him so it vibrates we have that too so get, yeah yeah you kind of need that for a german shepherd who's a buck 20 like mm-hmm. an absolute shotgun he has the loudest bark in the world he bombed right down there stopped right in front of her and just sniffed her and then just walked away like nothing even happened Aww. so then we got into the house and we got her there's a picture i'll send you it's like them two just like laying next to each other and they're such a duo and they fight they fight outside they play so much and she puts him on his ass all the time i love that she's like a 45 year old pit bull and she don't take no shit and we like i don't think she's blind she gets around the house so well (laughs) we have a half acre of land out back and she just she knows where to go yeah and then i think i realized like she it's all senses so she can smell like branches, the grass, and like she's already bumped into stuff, so she knows where it is. Mm-hmm. But the in- inanimate objects, she's gonna run into because yeah. you can't smell them. So she- she'll donk her head off like the stairs or like into something. You feel so bad, but she doesn't care. She what just keeps on angel. going. Oh my! She really is. She's the she's the absolute best, and she like she was another like turning point in my life that like brought me like so much joy. Yeah, and uh, absolutely love her. She's the best thing in the world. I love that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, what else? I feel like the best thing about this episode is we didn't really plan for it. Yeah. We just made sure that we had to get to it. And I'm so glad this is like my first real like video interview. I did ones with the fantasy friendship kids. I don't know if you, you know them, but they're yeah. part of that group online. Yeah. They're, he, he's a really good dude. Me, me and him, you would like him. He has the same sense of humor as us. Hell yeah. And uh, we talk on the side and that dude cracks me the fuck up. And uh, so I did one with them. I don't think they recorded the video, but I went on there to talk about my game show in great detail. Yeah. Because they do like a different interview with somebody with like kind of like a different type of story, which is like a cool subject. And I'm not hating on any other podcasts whatsoever because I don't like true crime. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of, I feel like our podcasts are definitely different because it's like mental health and not a lot of people do that. Yeah. And fantasy friendship's cool because they're totally different. So unless like one of those true crimes or like the movie ones kind of have like a different, different uh, like style to them, they'll, they'll stick out. But I feel bad for them because they're like trying to get followers, blah, blah, blah. And like, I try to help them. Like, I don't know. Like, I, 
I'm a people person. I've, I've networked my whole life. So I yeah. force it onto them being like, Hey, watch my episode. <laughs> Listen to this. So I kind of force my hand on them. Um, and yours is like, yours is pretty good. You had some good guests with you, your husband doing the top five, the little Tony Hawk talk. And then oh, yeah. your friend that you just had on now, when you guys played the games together, it was, it was super fun. You are entertaining. And I feel like your voice is very soothing. Thank you. I've gotten that a lot for some reason. I don't know. Like after the first episode came out there were a few people that were like oh my god I didn't realize you had like such a good podcast voice and then um as episodes down the road like came out they were like or just like random people were like your voice is so soothing and you have such a good like radio voice and um yeah it's so weird because like I always think of my voice as like really like masculine sounding and very like monotone and like scratchy and so when I when I listen to myself back I'm like oh so irritating um but I've gotten a lot of good feedback on it and like someone at the salon the other day was like you have such a nice voice like it's so soothing to listen to you talk about stuff like whatever I could listen to you talk about anything and I'm like that's so nice thank you for saying that um so yeah when I was younger I wanted to have my own radio show and like I would talk to myself in the shower in the car I would like make pretend conversations and like so embarrassing but I'm like yeah like I don't know. I guess Welcome all to of that. WTIM <laughs> 500. You're rocking with the T-Meister. Yep. So. You know, it's dumb <laughs> shit. I was on two different, two different ones. I was actually on a college radio station with three of my buddies and we were called dollar on the string and oh, we'd like talk yeah. sports and stuff. And then, uh, it's like that commercial where like, he's like, you got a dollar. Yeah. That's what we did. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had a second one, my buddy, uh, Bill, it was uh, Bill and Tim's bogus podcast. And uh, we had a lot of fun with that. He's a super funny guy. Uh, he's in a couple of commercials. Uh, he was in like a like a Subaru commercial. Oh no way! Yeah, he's a he's a stud. Everyone loves him, and he does like improv, like uh, like the SNL type of stuff in Boston. Yeah. So he's really good. But another thing with your voice is you do not have a southern accent for being from Georgia. <laughs> you would think someone from like down in Georgia would uh, have yeah. some sort of drawl. I get that a lot, especially um, at the club when I'm working. People are like, "Where are you from?" And I'm like. I'm from Kennesaw, Georgia. Oh, I know what I was going to ask you. For being from Georgia, what is like the least favorite song? Is it The Devil Comes Down to Georgia? So I actually really love that song. Um, I saw the Charlie Daniels band live um, when I was in high school. And because I'm an orchestra, or not, I'm not an orchestra anymore, but I played, you know, an orchestra and I play viola and stuff. Um, it was really neat to see that live. Um, so I actually like really love that song. Um I don't know. I'm, I'm not a big like country person, like pop country person in general. Same. I like Tyler Childers, um, Chris Stapleton. Um, I'll listen to, I'll pretty much listen to anything. Um, but I just, it depends. I love the Dixie Chicks, Shania Twain, like more of the like childhood country people that I grew up with. Um, I went to Nashville for my birthday a couple of years ago and I had, I had this like box in my brain that like suddenly opened when we went to the bars and I was like, I know all of these songs. And my husband was like, you don't like country. How do you know any of these songs? Um, but I wouldn't say that living in Georgia, like the music, there's not really any music that bothers me. It's just the political climate of Georgia, um, of the South. We recently turned blue. So that was pretty cool. Um, but other than that, I, living in the Bible belt is a, is a pretty difficult thing. So I wouldn't say I don't, I don't have a country accent. Um, a lot of my family does. 
But um, yeah, when people ask me like, oh, you're from Georgia, but you don't sound like you're from Georgia. I'm like, well, I don't know. I just like, I guess I just talk like normal, I guess. I don't have, sometimes when I'm like, if I get drunk or if I'm just joking around, then yeah, I can do like a fake country accent. But um, I don't know. The country accent is kind of annoying to me. So I don't really, I don't know. It's weird. I don't think I have a Boston accent. What do you think? Oh my God. <laughs> It is super heavy. My wife has like a heavier one. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's super funny. Like we went on our honeymoon, like people like attracted to us. Um, and it was uh, super funny because people were like, oh, the Boston accent. Like they would have like so many things like park the car at Harvard Yard. Park like, the car. You can't park. You can't park the car at Harvard Yard. Um, so it is it is super funny. And people always like, quote unquote, make fun of it. But people mm-hmm. are interested because it, it, it sounds stupid. And I try not to do it. No, um, it's fun. Yeah, I don't really say it too much, but yeah, the song that irritates me up here and it's super popular is the Dropkick Murphy shipping up to Boston. Anytime I hear that is like super cringe. And yeah. then at the Reds, the Red Sox game, they always play Sweet Caroline. Oh, and I absolutely hate that song. So that is a big song that they play at the club. Um, and it's like when the DJ sees like the crowd that's at the club and is like, well, we're going to play some like they play like... Um, sweet caroline and then he'll dim the the song down a little bit so he can get the crowd singing with it at the like bump 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 part and i'm like god Dude, I it's the absolute worst yeah absolute worst that's annoying um that is super annoying i think we should probably wrap up and i i oh, remember yeah. I, I i i talked to you before this um what we're grateful for, but we can't do the regular, like what you're grateful for. I think oh, it would yeah, be yeah. like the, the ridiculous, like what are we grateful for that doesn't really make sense or really go with our theme. Yeah. Um, so I think let's start with you. Like, let's do like a top five. I know you do a lot of those <laughs> on your show, so you can go five. I, I'm going to have no particular order. Okay. Do you um, want to do like five and five, four and four, and then like swap off? Or do you want me to just list my five? No, let's go back and forth and talk about it a little bit. Okay. Um, this is kind of dumb, but times when you can fool the spam caller, like when a spam caller calls you and then you're like, you you just go back and forth with them until they realize that they're onto you or you're onto them or whatever. Um, that's one of my my favorite things that I'm that appreciative is a, for. <laughs> that is a great one because I do the same thing. I get through the first caller to get like the, the, clo- the guy that closes, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'm like, get super excited. Then I'm like, hey, hey, can you guys do me a favor? Like, what's that? I'm like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get them so far that they're going to get a sale. So yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to go with Kesha. Kesha. I love Kesha's her. my, Kesha's uh top like two female artists. And I listened to a lot of her when I was like super depressed, yeah. which is like, sounds so weird because I'm such a music head and I'm like a, a huge hip hop, like hardcore rap, like from their like late nineties, early nineties. So right. she really helped. And I know I'm just grateful for Kesha. She's really uplifting, especially her song praying like, damn, the vocals on people, that are crazy. People really do enjoy that, which is uh super funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my number four is crab leg ASMR. I love ASMR in general, but I love watching people eat. Like I love listening to them, like cracking the crab legs open or like even soap. Like when people are carving soap or just like biting into shit, I'm like, Oh my God. Yes. I love the sounds of that. It's just, and like slurping noises, cracking noises, like any ASMR. I'm like, Oh my God. Like I could listen to this for hours. It's so great. I'm not going to lie to you. That's really weird. <laughs> but, but I respect it. 
there's a comedian. He did one of my intros, Dan Hall. He does uh, Boston ASMR. Oh. And he like really, he really like ups it. So I'll have to share that link with you. He's yeah. uh, he's super funny. I'm going to go with Q-tips. Oh my God. Yeah. I love a good Q-tip air when you forget to do it for a little while. And it's just like, it's heaven. And it's funny when I do my left ear, I start to gag and I don't know why. <laughs> like it's connected, it's connected somehow. And I always like start coughing. That's so weird. Like, yeah, it is super weird. Um, but yeah, Q-tips are great. Super yeah, grateful for Q-tips. My husband loves like, he'll. I have a drawer that I keep the Q-tips in and he'll always be like, hey, can you go grab some Q-tips? And he'll like have me clean his ears for him. And I'm like, it's satisfying for me and it feels good for him. And I'm like, this is gross, but yeah. It's fun. It's fun. Um, my third one is sand in my mouth. Like I love nitty textures in my mouth. Um, I know that's weird, but like when I go to the ocean or like a beach or whatever, like I purposely keep my mouth open in the water just in case like the salt water and like sand get in there. Or like when I eat grits or like cream of wheat, um, I make it super, super dry to where it's like almost like powdery still because I like that like gritty texture, like in my teeth. Cause I feel like when I grind it, like I can hear it in my brain and it's just like fun for me. So I'm going to say the same thing. I just said for the last one, <laughs> super weird. And my wife especially hates that feeling of like sand really? or like, yeah, that's, that's not, I don't even like the beach really, but that is, I do not like sand at all. I don't yeah. even like it like between my toes and not. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's such a but these good are, feeling. These are weird, grateful things and I love it. This yeah. is going great already. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with a back scratcher. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have a retractable metal one and like I can reach my back, but there's always spots that you can't really get. And then once you just fucking scratch the shit out of your skin off, like a layer of skin. I'm yes. Like, oh. It's like the same thing with those like bath loofahs or the things that like the dry brushes when you like get the spot and then all of your dead skin comes off and you're just like scrubbing and it hurts so bad. But then the hot water hits that raw spot and you're like, I am in hell and it's great. That's what I think of. Right. Yeah. Weird. Anyway, Love it. <laughs> um, this one's a little bit risque. Well, not risque, but like it's fucking stupid. Go, um, go for it. When like men have to break their necks looking at you for some reason, like if I'm in the car, like eating a lollipop or something, or if I'm like at the club and I'm like drinking something, men are just like look at you and they're like, what are you doing with that object? Like, or if I'm like at a yellow light and men like slow down to like, try to like say hello to you or something, um, that, oh, this is like a two in one. I also love when I can be rude to men that are rude to me. Like when they say something like really bitchy and I'm like, do you have $5 to give me for that fucking stupid thought? Like you should pay me for what you just said. Like, I don't know. I love being rude to rude men and then like having men break their necks. It's just a fulfilling sensation for me that I'm like, I love that. The old double, the old double take. Yeah. Plus dudes, like, dudes are ruthless. They don't, they don't give a shit. They don't they're care. Just, they don't care if they stare at you. Gawking. Yeah. Once they start gawking, I'm like, that's when you know it's too much. <laughs> so, um, my next one is just going to be underbaked cookies, like medium rare cookies. 
I am a cookie monster and like Lindsay, <laughs> if she cooks like a batch of cookies, I'm like eating them like I'm a cartoon character. Yes. Like, I don't even breathe and just keep going down. Oh my God. So the Otis Spunkmeyer cookies are what we had in high school and we they would be like the size of your face and the middle would be like nearly cooked and they would just break apart and melt. And like also Zaxby's does this sometimes where like they underbake their cookies and it's just like the softest. I don't like cookies hard. I like them really doughy. Same with brownies. So that's really fulfilling. So it, that's a, not weird a good at all. Chocolate ch- a good chocolate chip cookie. Oh man, I'm in heaven. Yeah. I'm... Absolute heaven. <laughs> it's Love the best. It. It's the best. Um, my number one is cu- probably really stupid, but it's uh, Tim Curry's sex appeal in Rocker Hor- Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, something about him in that movie. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Like my top three. Um, he just... So good. So good. And every time I watch that movie, I, I'm like, God, I wish I had that sex appeal. Like, I wish I looked like that and whatever he's wearing. And like, it's just such a good, good feeling for me to like watch that movie and be like, God, Tim Curry is like so sexy in this. So uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never seen that movie. I've what do never you mean? Watched it. Yeah, I've just never seen I, I haven't seen a lot of movies and I'm not ashamed to admit it anymore. Like, <laughs> when people be like, have you seen that movie? I'd be like, I haven't seen it in a while. Oh my God. I would just do that to get out of conversations. I'm like, yeah, I've never seen that. How's your wife seen like, it? I, uh, I don't, she must have like, uh, she's a big Tim Curry person. I think yeah. she lo- loves the movie Clue. I was going to say, have you seen Clue? Because that's one of my favorite movies too. Yeah, I've seen Clue. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. No, I have seen it. I have seen it. Oh, okay. And then obviously <laughs> Home Alone 2, he's great in. Yeah. It, yeah, Tim Curry. Oh, dude, yeah. Tim Curry's legit. He's amazing. Um, I feel, okay, so my last one was tough. I was going to go either, I was going to go Sweatpants or Chicago Tony V. Chicago we'll, Tony V. We'll talk about him after <laughs> this and we'll end. But I'm going to go with Buffalo Chicken. Oh, okay. I'm a huge Buffalo Chicken guy. I yeah. actually have a Buffalo Chicken tattoo. Uh, it's the head of a buffalo and the body of a chicken oh on my, my like the side of my knee on the side of my knee, and uh, it's my favorite meal. I love a good buffalo chicken sub with bacon pickles. It's, yeah. Uh, what buffalo about buffalo chicken. chicken dip, like for games and stuff? Buffalo chicken dip, I like. Buffalo chicken nachos, I don't really like because I think it's too messy and it's too like rickety. Like there's I don't too many chips and not enough buffalo chicken. And there's like tomatoes and stuff. I'm not like a huge fan of it all, but I yeah, I like tomatoes. my wife. It, is a fucking buffalo nacho fiend. Yeah. Um, but let's close it up with Chicago Tony V. Where <laughs> Chicago Tony V stands, and I mentioned him in, oh. in our episode as well. I'm like, I think he's uh, putting the papers in to adopt both of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's going to be he's our dad. Legit. How would you explain Chicago Tony V to people? Oh my god! And so his show. I think that his show. I love his little seven a.m. Reddit things. He's like. He's very weird, just like a weird guy that talks about anything. Yeah, he's just like, there's no one else like him. And he just doesn't give a shit like what you think of him, like what he's talking about. He's just going to talk about it and doesn't care if you want to listen. But he's also really supportive. And like one thing that I noticed that he does when people are listening to him or come on his show or he talks to them, like he calls you by your first name and he'll say your first name like repeatedly. And it's like, and it, it's like he's paying attention to you. Like he wants you to know like, hey, like I'm involved in like what's going on. Um, he is very, very uh, like involved in the conversation, which I yeah. do love. I noticed that too. Yeah. He's all about the breadsticks, all about just, he's just 
he's really funny. And I think, and his like wit too, like everything about him. I'm like, I immediately, when he like got into the mix, I don't remember how he got into the mix of things. You probably like introduced me to him some way, but like, he's just very, he's very easy to talk to, very easy to roll with, like joke with and stuff. And like, I don't know. I just feel like I want to go to Chicago and just like sit and have some pizza with him or like have coffee with him or like have a drink with him. Like, I hope that we really do a podcast, like get together because I would love to meet every, I'd love to meet you. I'd love to meet Tony. I'd love to meet all these other people, but like, I feel like he would be the leader, like the boss of. Yeah. He's the pod father. I don't yeah. mean the pod father. He's the big diesel of podcasting. He's yeah. definitely original. He has he a is. great look. He's got great catchphrases that he could market. Yes. Um, but he's still learning too. like the certain things where like he he's like, oh, I'm an old guy, like blah, blah, blah. And like I helped him with the Reddit thing. He would always be like, oh, everyone tuned into my Reddit. And I like message him. I was like, hey, Tony, like you should just use your Reddit link. So you can attach <laughs> it because you got to like you got to like let people skip over things so they can get right to it. Yeah. Um, but he is super good. Yeah, I met him randomly. I feel like he replied to a tweet or I replied to him looking up other people. And uh, we were talking about like juggalos and stuff. Oh my and then, God. Like, he sent me one of his videos where like the juggalos attacked him. It was like one of his first videos. And oh no. He was, making fun, he was making fun of like one of the guys he like helps edit or something. He came to like a lunch. It was like an up, ICP like, person. Yeah. He yeah. showed up in like an ICP t-shirt. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So me and him have been uh, chatting ever since. And I went on his show, like probably like very early in my like uh podcasting career. And yeah. I was like, this guy's nuts. Yeah. I was like, he's awesome. And he's like, Hey, I'm Chicago Tony V with the Chicago <laughs> Tony V shirt. And he's like Dan whole, Aykroyd. Like, yes. He's so like business acquired. He's got those shades. He's got yes. the nice little hat. He's I, like, Dan Aykroyd is my favorite actor. <laughs> I'm like, this guy is the best. I found he a little like, me up. Yes. He's so, f I found a little fedora type of thing at target. It was in the kids section. It was like a dollar. And I was like, now I am Chicago Tony B. And like, I went on his show a couple of weeks ago, I guess, yeah, yeah I remember a that. week or two ago. And like, I get up early, try to listen to his show. And like, he was just so like, the interview was like flowed very well and stuff. He's just so nice. And, um, I don't know, there's like no one else like him. It's so funny super original and uh i'm like this guy has to become famous he has to happens. we have to get him out there and he's very supportive too like he always like shouts people out on his show and he has like legit fans on reddit like georgie girl and he plays like like uh fucking what's that journey song? the like, yeah dude yeah. he's uh he's hysterical and yeah he's tony's pepperonis and i think he, we should make t-shirts like tony's pepperoni shirts and then all show up or just like wear them and post yeah, pictures of I'm them gonna, or something i'm gonna be him for halloween i think oh man i'll be georgia girl yeah, for halloween i have to figure yeah. out what she looks like <laughs> chicago timmy v It'd be awesome. Yeah. So shout outs to Chicago Tony V. What a great way to uh, end this episode. Yeah. You're going to be very proud and very appreciative of that. Yeah. Um. So go out there after you listen to our podcast, go listen to Chicago. You know what? Go listen to Chicago Tony V first. First. Then listen to us. Yeah. He is the best. But how about uh, we say our farewells and yeah. uh, find, tell people where they can find you. Yeah. Um, so thank you for listening. I'm Haley from Podcast 27. Um, you can find me on... Google Podcasts, Spotify, soon to be Apple, Podchaser. Is Podchaser a thing? I don't know. There's um there's so many oh my God. I'll have to go on uh my right. Spotify and figure out. There's just like there's like six mostly Spotify, I would just say that. Um 
yeah, you can find me on those things. Hopefully soon to be YouTube. I got to figure that out. So yeah, yeah thanks we'll for put it. this on yours. Yeah. And uh, I am Tim McCarthy with 20 Tim Minutes, 20 Minute Podcast. You can follow me on Spotify, um, iTunes, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. You can find us easy. If you're already yeah. listening to this, you found us. So yeah, that is great. Um, and this is perfect timing because my laptop is at 10%. So <laughs> this is perfect. But I, I think that like the podcast 2027 should be this episode of podcast 2720. Probably yes. 2720. I think um, 2720 sounds, sounds better. Yeah, it sounds a way better. 2027 sounds like a year. Yeah. Um, but Haley, thank you so much for rocking this with me. Hell yeah. Uh, we did this very well. And I'm... Uh, this is, we knocked it out of the pot. What, we a, did. what a tag team. We brother did. and sister, brother and sister of bipolar. <laughs> it is the Love absolute that. best. But yeah. thank you so much. You take care and uh, have a good one. Yeah. Great. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that.